This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with Carol Stern and David Black. David is the author of Ripped Apart, Living Misdiagnosed, Gary and Carol Stern's epic fight against malpractice in the American healthcare system. It's wonderful to have you both with us. Good to be here. Thank you. First off, you know, thank you for being here and telling your story to us live, but also, you know, putting this in print because it is such an important story that needs to be told and distributed. Carol, I want to start with you on a, on a lighter note, a positive note. Tell us just a little bit about Gary and your life together. Gary, the light of my life. I met him when I was 40 years old and he treated me like a queen. I think the best time to find your soulmate is when you're not looking for anybody. Because that's when I found him. And there wasn't anything in the world Gary didn't give me or wouldn't do for me. I, I couldn't say enough great things about my husband. Yeah. I mean, it really, as you read the book, you know, it, you see the title and you're expecting a book that's a, a medical book, so to speak, but then it turns into a part, partly a legal book. But in the end, it's kind of wrapped up as a love story um, from start to finish. Tell us, Carol, why was it so important for you to, to tell this story um, after experiencing something so unimaginable? I had read that this was at Gary's request. Gary wanted his story told after he got sick. It was so important. And I made him a promise that it would. And then when he passed away, I went into a really bad spot. And the best way to get out of it was I, I needed to know that Gary's pain wasn't for anything. And if something positive could come out of everything he went through, then it's going to make it easier for me. And somehow by helping other people, I'm still helping Gary. Absolutely. And, and, and David, we'll talk a little bit about that, uh, more about that later um, in terms of, you know, what happens from here. But David, I want to bring you in. Um, you know, when you look at your body of work, it's so impressive. We know you from film and TV and, and other books, but tell us about this experience. Um, I, I'm sure you pick and choose your projects uh, pretty specifically. So what was it about Carol and Gary's story that, that drew you in and you said, I need to tell this story on behalf of them? The third time I talked to Carol, I realized it was a love story. And it's a love story that literally defied death. Not figuratively, literally. Carol kept her husband alive for almost four years while he had his internal organs on the outside of his body. And she took care of him. And she became an advocate, not only for Gary, but for anyone in a hospital 
not just with Gary's conditions, but anyone who goes into a hospital, uh, because American hospitals, American healthcare, all healthcare hospitals, are schizophrenic. On the one hand, they're there to heal. On the other hand, there are huge bureaucracies, and even the nonprofits have to pay attention to the bottom line. Those two things don't go together.、Um, and one of the ways people can protect themselves when they go into hospitals is to ask questions and keep asking questions until you get the, an answer you can understand, and then you can begin to make judgments about your healthcare, your loved one's healthcare. Because everyone needs an advocate. It's a healthcare system which is、uh, which is incoherent. There are good things and bad things, and good things are done in bad ways, and bad things are done in good ways. And Carol is one of the heroes who's changing it. Yeah, and, and Carol, just to pick up on something David just said, what is your hope? You know, for those reading this book,、um, is there something you didn't do you wish you would have, and you're passing upon that wisdom to others? You know, sp- specifically tell us what somebody can can gain from this who's never gone through this before. Hopefully, a lot different people will get different things out of it. When you have a loved one or yourself get sick. Hopefully, you'll do as much research before you go to a doctor, or if you go to an ER, ask questions and look for the signs. If you don't feel like you're getting the right answer, then push it. Make sure you do get that one that you're comfortable with. I'm hoping doctors read it and realize, yeah, we're not having to, we're worrying about lawsuits when we should be worrying about just taking care of the patient. So we don't get sued.、Yeah. It's so many doctors will make a mistake and they don't admit it. They cover it up, which is when the malpractice really gets bad. And that's what happened with Gary. And it happens to so many people. And I'm hoping that people can learn by the mistakes that I made. And Carol, to follow up, can you tell us about some of the things you would have done differently? Some of the mistakes you made that you wish you would have, you know. Done or could have done differently.、Uh, first and foremost, I did. I listened to the wrong person. I was listening to the doctors. We think that they know the answers. You know, we put them on such a pedestal. You know, they have the degree. We listen to them. And Gary was sitting there saying, "No, it's not my Crohn's. Make them listen." And I didn't listen to Gary. And my inner voice was saying, "Listen to him." And I didn't listen to that. I did after a while, but it took too long, and there were too many mistakes made because of it. They're not God; they're humans. They're going to make mistakes. Listen to your own body, and listen to the one. If it's not your own body, listen to the one that's telling you the problems. You know your body better than anybody. There are some mistakes on the other side, though, that that you have to pay attention to to catch. For example. Gary, for a period of time, had the wrong name on his wristband. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So Gary's getting treatment for something, and that he doesn't have, aside from the Crohn's issue, and someone else is getting was a heart attack or something is getting. So it's 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 important to pay attention, and and Carol and Gary, I think were were people who, you know, by their personal experiences and professional experience. So these these are two people who have strong wills and 
can absorb and react to information very quickly. And mostly it's just a great story about two people who loved each other and decided to to live their lives as though that mattered. And we all know it does matter. I'm curious, David, tell us about, and Carol, what was the process like collaborating between the two of you to create this book? Um, because it is so comprehensive. How long did it take you? And was there anything you left out? Oh, we could have talked. I thought originally thought it was going to be a six-month project. You know, I'd go down, spend a couple of weekends with Carol, and then write it up. Um, turned out to be four years. Uh, the same length of time Carol was dealing with the issues. Uh, and as I said, Carol, Carol was so open that she and that enabled me to write it uh, as a nonfiction novel because I talked about what people felt, what they thought. Uh, because Carol could tell me, and the uh, it took a great deal of trust. I think Carol had to trust me, and I had to trust Carol, so I could ask Carol anything and know that she could trust me with the information she gave me. Which is why it took four years. It just we basically spent four years talking and hanging out. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. C-Suite Radio. Right. So from a writer's perspective, David, such a massive project, four years of information. How do you condense that into a book like this? Uh, that's that's why they pay the big bucks. <laughs> you know. um, right. I... I, I uh, I tell people who want to be writers uh, that there are there are only three stories in the world. There's uh, a writer against the writer against something larger, fate, God, nature. Um, you know, Jack London stories, or uh, you know, guys, or Hemingway stories. They're out in, nat- in nature and trying to survive. The second story is about people and other and other people, either an individual <laughs> kind or, or a town. An individual like High Noon, or a town like High Noon, and the third is the uh, uh, a person up against his or herself. And Carol, this book hit all of those uh, markers. I mean, it, it, and and Carol, without Carol, uh, it probably would have been a six-month project, a lot shorter and much more superficial. And yeah, and I am lucky to have found a lifelong friend on top of everything else. Yeah. Now, fascinating to hear you say that, David, that kind of, you know, checked all those boxes 
you know, uh, together and the synergy that came from it. Um, you know, just in terms of the legal battle, in case people aren't aware, you were awarded one of the largest settlements in medical malpractice, um, you know, history in 2015. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Was it $28 million, Carol? I think it was one of the largest, basically in Maryland, and it was $28 million. Now, mind you, you get awarded that. You don't get that. Yeah, tell us about that because it's it's a little, it's not very clear. You know, what do you mean by that? Well, lawyers. Yeah, not just lawyers. There's caps. You get um, a jury can award anyone a hundred million dollars, but if that state has a cap on certain things, eight million of it I think went down to sixty thousand. That's what in, I read. in seconds. Yeah. Yeah. The the caps. That's what I wanted you to tell people. These these caps. People aren't. You know. You just see a headline and you think, "Wow!" But um, it's very different on the inside. Yeah, and you're not allowed, as a lawyer, you're not allowed to tell the jury that there's caps on things. So they don't know if you're getting, you know, ten thousand dollars for pain and suffering, but there's a cap on it. You don't know that. The jury doesn't know that. And then once it's awarded. There's other things that come into play, appeals. I was told several times that they're just going to wake Gary up because the, there's so many doctors say he's going to die in six months. And Gary was like, it's either going to be six months or 10 years. I'm not going to die until everything's settled. And he meant that. She kept the check in a safe uh, because she knew once Gary knew the check was in the house, he would let go. And she finally took the check out of the safe and he let go. Yeah. It's a remarkable story. I mean, it just, just, uh, I, I can even, I can even say I heard uh, from my ex-wife that she found the book of all my books, the most compelling. And that's an ex-wife's testimony. So. Yeah. I would encourage everybody to read some of the, testimonials on the book cover, you know, famous names, David Duchovny, just to name one, um, who have read it. David David Duchovny just came out with his third novel. He's an extraordinary novelist, as well as being an extraordinary actor. Right. So he knows writing. (laughs) And if he's endorsing endorsing it, um, you know, it's something special. And, and such special stories like this often um, translate onto the silver screen. Uh, David, I had heard that this is, is this being optioned? Uh, it, we the script is is uh, just about finished. I'm at 110 pages. I spent 25 years in television writing and producing Law and Order and Sidney Lumet's uh, TV show, Richard Dreyfuss's TV show, and so the script is it was easy to write. Uh, at, well, nothing's easy, but it was easier to write because the story tells itself and. Um, and uh, it, it's just extraordinary. Uh, uh, Carol's an extraordinary woman. Gary was an extraordinary man. And she's a, she doesn't like to be called a hero, but she is someone who matters in the, we all matter. Uh, and with Carol, everyone who meets her falls in love with her. Even, except the doctor she sued, but even some of them before they knew. Well, I have to ask, Carol, on that note, who who would you like to play you and Gary if this does become a movie? Great question. 
I have no idea. I don't think there's a man out there besides my Gary that's handsome enough to play him. But I'm sure there's some that are close. To me, it doesn't really matter. I don't want no notoriety. I really don't. I want to help people. And I, if somebody wants to play me, I'll do what I can to help. But it doesn't really matter to me. I, I want notoriety because this is what I do for a living. So I, I forced Carol into accepting notoriety. I My choice would be um, uh, for, for Carol, one of two Amy's, Amy Adams or Amy Ryan. Gary is harder. Um, uh, Brad, uh, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt. Um, he has that energy that Gary, it's sort of a Cagney kind of thing going. Um, and he's a brilliant actor. I don't know if you ever saw the movie 12 Monkeys. Should have won an Oscar for it. Um, Carol, is it? do you have a, a target reader in mind? I mean, this is this is for everybody, right? I mean, what, what is your goal in terms of readership? My goal is... The story needs to get out there. It, I feel God needed me to write the story. My prayer is that it gets to the right reader. I don't know who that is. I have no idea, but there's somebody out there that needs to read this so it doesn't happen to them. And I'm not sure who that is. And I hope when it does happen that I get a letter. Things changed because I read your story. That's what's important for something not to happen to somebody to have to go through what Gary went through. Being a strong advocate, a doctor saying, I read your book and now I've been down to the patient and I assess them from head to toe and spend more than 12 minutes with them. That's That means I've changed a doctor, which means I'm changing other people's care it's, it's for everybody if it can if a little bit can change somebody it's worth it absolutely yeah i mean just on a personal note um it resonated with me because i was a caretaker for both my parents who passed of cancer very young and i spent about nine years in icus and rehab centers um taking care of them so i just could completely relate to organs on the inside now on the outside and how you take care of that and what struck me, Carol, was just the detail you were able to go through because I was approached to kind of tell the story of my parents because it was it was it was pretty messy, and I I couldn't relive it. Um, it was just too painful. So I I applaud you for you know really just keeping such thorough notes and and you know the detail that you go into is really something for everyone's benefit, as you said. And David, thank you for taking the story and telling it so beautifully. Um, it's been, it's an incredible con uh, collaboration. So I just want to say congratulations. Thank you. Thank you for having us on. Yeah. Thank you. And, 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 and good luck with the book. And, and I hope, um, I hope it, it touches as many people as possible. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. If you'd like more information on the book, just check out our website. It's csweetbookclub.com. That's c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV. Like what you just heard? Visit c-sweetradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>